Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? We are live. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. And it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. I'm not alone. If you're watching live on any platform, we're live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Right now, if you're watching, you can see I'm not alone. I got my regular Wednesday night dynamite partner in the house. Justin, too sweet me, baby. What's up? Boom. What is up? And if you're watching, we got two very, very, very special guests in the house with us. We got the Universal Wrestling Podcast. And that's no longer all of us or just Nick. We got two members representing the Universal Wrestling Podcast. I'm excited. I met Keith Juicy last week. Juicy Keith, Keith Juicy, however you want to go about Mm -hmm. it. This dude is legit. Mm -hmm. He can talk his Mm -hmm. wrestling, man. I'm excited that he's here on the show. Nick, Keith, welcome to the Wrestling Index Podcast. Let's all hit a little too sweet. Let's talk some wrestling, baby. How you boys doing tonight, Nick? How you doing, bro? It's been a minute. Good, man. Fucking just at it, you know, work, podcast, everything else. But uh, Dynamite, let's talk some wrestling. I can't wait. Absolutely, absolutely. Keith, first time on the Wrestling Index Podcast. Thank you so much for joining up, coming on, brother. How you feeling? What's going on tonight, man? I'm happy to be here. uh, I'm looking forward to talking some, chatting some wrestling. My wife doesn't give a shit, so it's going to be nice to be able to talk to some people about some stuff. I never know what to say when you say that shit. Yo, what's up? I'm like, uh, hi. You know? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, bro. I'm just fucking around. And last but not least, Justin, brother, what's good, man? How you feeling tonight? We're doing good, man. Like I said, we had just haven't really gotten to do much chat and wrestling. Didn't get to get our episode out last week. So awesome to be able to hang out with you guys. Get to meet Keith. Awesome. Hell yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. And definitely check out all their podcasts. Great stuff. The Universal Wrestling Podcast. They just did a great interview with Davey Richards. Scope that out. And as always, the In Time Wrestling Podcast with Justin. Get on it. Check out his content on most major audio platforms. And this show, the Wrestling Index Podcast, you can find FloorSlapperSports.com right here on Floor Sports YouTube and Visionary Global Media Network chat. Always appreciative of you putting the content on there. We got a couple comments in the chat already. Ritter, what's up? Smacking it raw podcast. Definitely the number one podcast on Pornhub. Get attitude. He does great things. And Dylan, the World Elite Podcast. What's up, brother? Thanks for tuning in. Love the new logo. Yeah, it's hot. Dylan, I I will do a quick announcement. I'd want to say Dylan, uh, Dylan and I talked today. Dylan's going to hop on with Floor Cyber Sports and become a graphic designer for us and do a lot of our uh, graphic designs going forward. So I nice. am pumped for Dylan to come on. Jordan's going to come on and do some NFL picks. Marcus is going to do some college predictions. So the whole World Elite Podcast is going to infiltrate into Floor Slapper Sports. Let's go. Excited about that. Baby. But, boys, let's talk some wrestling. Tonight we're going to talk AEW Dynamite. It just ended. But we're also going to talk WWE Extreme Rules. Both of these shows are in your backyard. This show is in Philly tonight. Extreme Rules is in Philly. Uh, let's go around the horn right quick. Just your overall thoughts on Dynamite tonight. Nick, we'll start with you, and then we'll swing down to Keith, Justin, and I'll wrap it. 
Yeah, I think it was good. I don't think it was great. I think it was good. I mean, there was a lot of key points there that you had to look at, you know, in regards to uh, Garcia, in regards to, you know, these young and up-and-comer guys that uh, are really killing it right now. And I think that was the main focus. I think the main focus was, um, you know, these young guys. Uh, Ricky Starks, my man, dominated. What is it, like 10 seconds? That's all he needs. Rise and shine, Ricky. Yeah, overall, decent pay-per-view or decent uh, – Decent show, nothing special. Yep, yep. Keith? Yeah, I mean, I would I would echo that. I mean, shit, if that was a pay-per-view, I'd have been pissed, but yeah. it wasn't a terrible free TV show. Um, you know, I was kind of saying it when we kind of first hopped in here. Uh, I think this is like the third time they've been in Philly. Uh, I went to the very first one. That was cool because it was so early on. I didn't go last April because I was coming off vacation. I just feel like in general, the Philly ones are all kind of like, I don't know why, like the, the Philly actual show of dynamite is kind of meh but i remember like being at the first one the dark episode was like really fucking cool i think the 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 main event in it was like cody and the bucks versus uh or now cody and i don't know like dustin and the bucks maybe and as well it was like all the big guys on friggin dark and it was like this awesome thing i don't know what's going on at rampage right now but the card that was like the highlight of the show of dynamite for me was seeing the rampage rundown for this week i'm really more stoked for that than anything else Oh yeah, absolutely. Justin, what'd you think, brother? Yeah, I thought it was nothing like too like crazy, like nothing to like write home about. I thought it was just a just a decent little episode. Yeah. Like coming off of Grand Slam, like definitely wasn't gonna be as big as that show, but you know, just a decent little show for the night. I think the one thing that's stood out to me is I really wanted to see Wheeler step up. I think last week it was uh okay. You know, it was you know he was going one-on-one with MJF. I mean, that's just tough. That's like bringing a, uh, a knife to a yeah. gunfight. You just don't do that. But this week, he stepped up, and I loved it. I think he is now a little bit more over than he was last, last week. Um, good. He was so intense. He was so confident in the ring. I love seeing that. So I think that was a big plus for me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything that all three of you guys said, really. Um, my synopsis of the show um, was exactly what you guys said, so I don't really need to deep dive too much into it. Coming off of the last four to five weeks that all have been really big shows, you knew this show was kind of – now, I'm not going to call it a letdown show. It was just going to be an average show. You can't yeah. put on 10-star banger shows every week. This match – or this show in ring was fine. From you know from start to finish, it was it, – it was fine. That's all it was. It was fine. I don't need yeah. to really dive too right. deep into it. And we will dive into it as we talk about the show. And let's start doing that. Um, Ritter, I don't know why they started censoring shit. It happened a couple of weeks ago, um, especially when Jade talks all the time. You know, cut the shit. She's always muted. It was muted yeah. again tonight. I hated the Soraya, you know, British shit thing. But we'll talk about that once that comes up, obviously. But I don't know why they're doing it. And Justin is a decent little episode for sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah supposedly, but, supposedly the only thing is TBS is cracking down on him. So we're not yeah, going to hear that much, too. We're not going to hear much cursing anymore now. So, But the bleep is different. I've never heard that's what, like that. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I mean, I, I heard the thing. Yeah, I had seen the same thing about like they're trying to like cut down on it and all, which is fine. I mean, I don't know. I guess like kids are watching and whatnot. But like, yeah. I don't know. You got to do a better job. I'd rather I would rather hear the straight up just like boop each time than it just being like it sounds like they just took a chunk of the crowd sound from like seconds before and just like slapped yeah. it. Even over they just real silenced fast. it. Even if they just silence yeah. it, like it just sounds weird how it's like yeah. a, a cheer on top of another sound. And it's like yeah. awkward as hell. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Especially because yeah. you know what they're 
gonna say so yeah. i mean you know what they're saying you know they're saying shit but the first segment of the night we start with the jericho appreciation society celebration they got that little sure. luigi guy flipping pizzas instantly i'm like fuck this sucks you know i i <laughs> sat through it for five to six minutes i'm like this is getting bad let's end this but then danny garcia got the mic he's about to tell jericho he can fuck off jericho says don't you're gonna make the biggest yeah. you know the worst decision of your life Brian comes out. The segment popped after that. I was all in. And then it led to a Brian Danielson defeating uh, dead Mad- Magic Daddy, Matt Menard, in, in a quick match. So what would you, you guys think of the whole segment? Uh, we'll start with Justin this time, and then we'll swing Keith, Nick. Uh, I mean, before Garcia was telling Jericho off, like, I just couldn't. I was just waiting for the segment to be over. Like, you know, I can't stand Chris Jericho. Like, I'm just over him. Guy comes out there, and like I said, this whole segment just felt like throating Chris Jericho the entire time. And I was just like, I know everyone is like, it was thinking the whole, you know, Jericho's going to be the one to lead Ring of Honor and all this stuff. But it's like, this didn't even come off as that. Like, this just still comes off as Jericho puts himself over. Jericho makes it all about him, and he's standing out there just basking in everything. And I'm like, this is just awful. Freaking Angelo Parker dropping like two WWE esque references the entire time, like with his AEW Galaxy and the appreciate us thing. I was like, oh my God, like jerk the whole beginning half of it. Listening to Anna J talk. That was nothing. bad. That was that the, was easily awful. the worst part of the whole friggin' thing. My yep. God. Easily the worst part. As soon as Daniel Garcia got ready to tell him to fuck off, I'm like, well, at least there's something good out of this. Like, yeah. the the match yeah. with Brian and Daddy Magic, I just there's nothing really that special, nothing really to write home about. Like, it just happened and it was over, and that was all. Yeah, time filler for sure. Keith, what'd you think, bro? Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of the same. Uh, like I said, the it was all kind of just whatever. Anyway, I I don't know. I, I like I got a lot of I got a soft spot for Jericho in general because of you know I, I was growing up like I was I was a WCW kid for the longest time because my mom thought you know suck it was the worst thing in the world so like you know <laughs> meanwhile I'm having like trauma responses to seeing like Chucky show up and start talking shit on Rick Steiner I'm like that means he's real he's on wrestling <laughs> Stock. oh my god <laughs> so like uh, whatever but that's beside the points so, like I got a lot of love for him but like. I'm kind of at this point just like over the whole like the cool heel thing. Like I, it's cool when it's cool. It's not cool when you're just like I'm the cool heel. That's going to be the cool heel. Um, Sammy Guevara and Tay can literally just fly into the fucking sun. I don't care anymore. All they did this whole segment was like they they made out a bunch and then Tay got a piece of pizza. That was it. Like yeah. there was no reason for that <clears throat> shit. This could like this. I felt like the whole thing could have just been a backstage segment. <clears throat> like they're all just partying in the room. Didn't have to open the show. They could have just sort of thrown it anywhere. It would have been the same effectiveness. The match was kind of whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole storyline in general too. I love that. Like, you know, Danny was getting ready to tell him to go, you know, fuck himself. But like, bleep. there's a, yeah. Bleep, bleep, <laughs> sorry. Um, but, so. <laughs> like, there's a part of me that feels like it'd be a, such a cooler story that like they're building this whole thing that like Danny's all conflicted and all conflicted and like, you know, 
Brian's rushing to his side and like sooner or later, like Claudio comes to his side, like Blackpool's right there with him. And he's just like, nah, piss off. Like I'm actually a sports entertainer and just like turns it back on. And like, that would just bring nuclear heat onto him, which would be cool as hell. Yeah. Very interested in seeing something like that. That But I don't know that I want to give that that much time to keep giving the JAS, like all this TV time. Like I got a lot of love for those guys individually in some places, except for Sammy. Um, But yeah. I don't know. Kind of tired of it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, it was a long segment. The segment was too long. I think the best part about the segment was Regal. Oh, always. He sounded like he was <laughs> on something tonight. I don't know if he was feeling good, but he was uh, Rice Krispie Treats. He was talking Excalibur. It was oh, yeah, he was. Snap, crackle, and pop. It was, it was really funny. But uh, I guess back to the segment that we're talking about. I think the main point was to get uh, Garcia over as more as much as you can, and I think that uh, that happened tonight. I think it was uh, interesting, but you know, I don't know what they're building to. I think that's why I'm confused. That's why I'm not invested. I don't know if Garcia. I don't want to see Garcia become the the world uh, champion for uh, ROH. I just I don't know what they're doing because he has a title. So why is he conflicted? He should be with Jericho. Jericho has the title. Jericho is, you know, one of the greatest. Why Why is there a confliction? I don't know. I'm a little confused on that. Maybe it's just a storyline, but um, maybe DB or BD turns. I, I don't know, but um, just not there for me. Not there for me today. Yeah, they did during the segment. They teased Garcia joining the BCC really for the first time. They had other than when they initially said Yuta Garcia Lee Moriarty when they first started talking about this BCC. There hasn't been an actual like Garcia formal invitation into yeah. the group, as you had mentioned. Regal had said on commentary he in the past that, yep. how he wants Garcia not in the BCC because you need real people to fight against. So this was the first time that they actually talked about Garcia joining the BCC. To a huge crowd pop, obviously. Um, yeah. So it's going to keep... So so to me, I don't know when it's going to happen. I think it more, more or less it's going to be full gear when we finally get Garcia and Jericho. So it's at the middle of November. So we probably got another six weeks to go there. I don't know that it's going to be for the ROH world title. I don't know, you know what yeah. they're going to do. I, I am intrigued by it. I want Garcia just to dip out of it. I want the whole sports entertainer shit to end, right? So you as the JAS went at WWE at being a sports entertainment company. When you yeah. started this, fine, they were. Now, call it what you want, but under Triple H, they're moving more and more to a wrestling company every single day. So you sitting out there and fucking cool yeah, hand and cut, cutting this fucking acknowledge me shit. Yo, stop, yes, stop. Just, I call just that stop. Too. Just stop now, dude. Like, enough is enough. Like, the bloodline is the most over thing in wrestling, all right? Just fucking stop what you're doing with this bullshit, okay? It was cool when Vince was still in charge and they were sports entertainment, sports entertainment. But enough now. Stop with this fucking acknowledge me shit. It's old and I'm over it. Um, The match is fine. I'm not exactly sure. Well, I I do know we'll talk about it, I guess, in a little bit. Brian and Jericho are going to have a third match, so we'll finalize that. We'll talk about that Um after the main event, but I think it obviously is leading to Garcia joining the BCC and Garcia um, fighting Jericho. I think what Keith said would be awesome if Garcia did actually say, fuck you. I'm actually a sports entertainer. It would be nuclear, nuclear heat. But didn't we see something like that already? Uh, I thought they, 
Didn't they have a match too? So I mean, it's been. I feel like it's been like Danny's been this like yeah. on and off in between everything ever since Brian and Jericho had like their first kind of tussle. Because he's like, oh, that's my, you know, you're my, you're my guy, but like, that's my idol. And, you know, even that I felt like had like a slow build with it all too. Like, cause there was, there was one, I right. can't remember when it was, but there was like one week where like Danny cut a promo by himself talking about it. And I was just like, this just sounds like a 16 year old kid's like live journal from like 2003. Yes. When they were going um, back just like, well, he's yes. the one I want, but he's deeper. And like just this weird ass <laughs> shit. And I'm like, all right, I don't know where this is going to go. But okay, I guess. Right. Yeah. So Ritter, Ritter's got a couple of good points. You can definitely have Sammy Guevara take the pure title off Garcia. And which, what a better way to disrespect the pure title than to put it yeah. on Sammy Guevara right now. Um, and then you could have Garcia take the belts off of Jericho down the road. I know Bakley wants that. Nick, you just you're not so keen on it. Ritter yeah. says he doesn't think it's going to be a short program at all. We might not see them go one on one for the title until double or nothing, which would be crazy or whatever Jesus, ROH. Jesus whatever ROH pay-per-view they have ring around the Rosie honor me, honor me ass daddy, whatever they're going to call it. So, you know, yeah, I, you know, it'll be, it's, it's interesting. That's the only intriguing part about the JS right now is what they're going to do with Garcia, Jericho and Brian. And that yeah. they'll have that ROH title match down the road. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Nick, you briefly talked about Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta Woo! comes out hot spitting on the mic coming after MJF and after his weak timid performance on the mic last week this was yes. far better i thought philly his home crowd so he was hot on the mic i thought he was really good he went yeah. a lot better against mjf when i won nick go ahead justin yeah. keith and we'll move on yeah like i said you don't bring a knife to a gunfight the gun is mjf but i think wheeler like i said i said it before i think he stepped up today uh, tonight i don't know if it's because he was more confident if he was in his hometown where you, you probably knew, I mean, if we're talking about it, you know, he probably is thinking about it. He, you know, he goes on Twitter, he sees that, he probably understands his performance wasn't as great as it could be. And again, I don't want to compare, you know, MJF to Wheeler uh, Yuta, but uh, I think Wheeler held his own tonight. I was really uh, happy to see his performance. Um, after that, man, I, I want to see the match. Last week, I didn't. I said, you know what? Okay, you push Tony. Cool. Where does that get us? You know, maybe because he's a fa- he, he's kind of like a father figure. Tony, you look at him. Oh shit, you pushed him. But it just I don't know. Didn't do anything for me. But Wheeler stepped up. He looks confident. He's acting confident. Um, I can't wait. I want to see this match now. So they did. They did. Uh, they got the job done. Awesome, Justin. Uh, I actually thought I must kind of disagree with Nick on this one because I kind of thought uh, Wheeler Yuta did a pretty good job, like solid job last week. Like he stuck in there, like like for a little bit. Like I thought he did a solid job there, but like this uh, tonight, yeah, way better than that. Like holy shit, he was there ready to go. Like MJF, you know, we know him when he picks up a microphone, you know, you're gonna get your ass like shredded by him. Yeah. Because that man can talk anyone's freaking face off when he wants to. Like, but just listening to Wheeler just hang in there and then tell him, "Hey, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna take your shit. Like, I'm gonna just gonna punch your face off, and that's it." Like, loved it, loved it. Like, I mean, I'm looking forward to it to seeing yeah. these two. That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, yeah. 
The only thing I just didn't get was the ass boys coming out there, like just yeah. pointless. I dug it. Just pointless. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the match next week. That's for sure. Awesome. Keith, what'd you think, brother? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm I'm like somewhere in between with Justin and Nick with him. So like Wheeler last week, I think was like fine. I feel like he kind of performed like how we kind of thought Wheeler would perform on a mic on the mic in general. And then like, you know, Oh, what's up? (laughs) What is up? (laughs) Um, But yeah. So like, I feel like he did his thing on the mic, like what you expect him to do last week. But then this week it was definitely a lot better. I think uh, like Nick had kind of said, I think it was a confidence thing. I think Wheeler was just like, I'm in Philly. Like, I could probably say I could say nothing, and they're going to start chanting my name because it's Philly. Um, right. I loved how he like kind of just started rounding off. He's like, "Yeah, I." Don't... His biggest sin of the night was him being like, "Oh, MJF, like charisma of like a pet rock." I'm like, "Now nah, you're an idiot. Don't don't try to." That was just all wrong. Yeah. You're wrong there. Don't say that. That's a bad line. But then how I love how he dropped the thing of just like. All right, so yeah, like you know, the Phillies haven't made the playoffs. I don't think they will here. I'm waiting for that one. And then when he dropped it, he's like, "Oh, look, there it was." Yeah. Like that yep. was cool. Just calling mm-hmm. the bullshit. That was nice. Um, I'm into seeing the match too, especially with the. You know, I imagine we'll talk about it a little bit here, but like the stuff later yeah, right. that looked intense right, as right. hell. Like yeah. that was awesome. So I'm all about mm-hmm. it. Cool, cool. And if you're watching live right now, we got a new guest in the house, Marcus from the oh. World Elite Podcast. Welcome, brother. What's going on? How are you doing tonight? What is, what is up, y'all? Um, just catching up. I got two episodes left of Dahmer, and then I'm fucking spreading my mind out about that shit. But Dino, uh, watching uh, Dynamite was good. You know, I laughed at the beginning with their little Barney suits and fucking <laughs> Luigi fucking Primo flipping pizza and Jericho's now the Ocho. I mean, how many nicknames is this guy going to fucking have now? And I get they're referring to Dodgeball, which is one of the best sports movie ever. Yeah, once a year. Was it August 12th of every year? They turn ESPN2 into ESPN8, the Ocho, and now Jericho is the Ocho because he's an eight-time world champion. What's what's this catch line going to be with that? You know, when he was the wizard, he was like, I'm going to throw a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard. What's this line going to be for the Ocho? I'll throw a dodgeball in your face because I'm the Ocho, motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Floor Sapper Sports. You got your new fucking picker in college football, baby. What's Woo! up, Marcus? Glad that you're on board. Maybe I gave you a shout out earlier. I don't know if you were listening. Definitely gave you, Dylan, shout- Jordan, shout outs. Just tune in. Excited but, to have World Elite on board for sure, and glad hey, that you're, you're showed up. Yep, glad that yeah. you're here. What did you uh, What did you guys think of Unforgiven 06 with Bakley and I? Oh, great, great, yeah, man. oh yeah, absolutely. you guys can Lovely. talk. I tell you that. Can we learn from the UW pod? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was awesome to definitely check out the World Elite podcast. They've been doing awesome stuff. Uh, Marcus and Bakley Bangers. just dropped an Unforgiven episode that was definitely a banger. And if you're watching, we got Cage My IQ Dan Bakley himself. Check out the YouTube channel. He does fire content man. on there. What's good, brother? Welcome to the show, bro. Bacon brownies, baby. When you're a sports <laughs> entertainer, you can show up whenever you want. Oh. oh. Past three streams, you've been late. Tardiness. He, he drops fire in the same hair. <laughs> He's the main what, uh, what were your overall thoughts on the show tonight, Bakley? I thought it was pretty good. 
don't know if any guys said it. I actually love the fact that they actually used the video packages for Bandito and for Juice Robinson. So that was a, a good plus. He's actually listening to us now because that was been a, a constant gripe with new guys coming in, even if it's just for one match. He's actually doing that, which was nice. Yeah, I like the whole uh, couple of segments with MJF. I liked how he was in the booth, and then of course, where Yuta came from behind and attacked him. Uh, that was pretty cool. Just overall, I like what uh, Dynamite's doing the past month. They're starting to do things that we wanted them to do. Slowly getting better. That's all I ask for. As you get better with programming and match wise, they only had was it four matches. And then the impromptu match, but they're starting to like just juggle things together a lot yeah. better and not doing random stuff. They're a doing lot of, a lot that matters. Yeah, a lot of talking tonight, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Marcus Bakley, like before, you, we... <laughs> before we move on to the next segment, Marcus, what did you think about the whole uh, start to the show with Jericho Appreciation Society and then the, the Wheeler Yuta MJF stuff? Well, I got surprised for a bit because, you know, my mom, who don't like wrestling at all, but she's been having to watch wrestling every week because of my dad. And out of nowhere, at the corner of my eye, she is fucking singing Judas in the living room. Nice. She That's learned great, lyrics dude. from watching it oh, every yeah. week. Yeah. And I had my uh, had my uh, 16-month-old godchild watching it with me, eating her goddamn nerd's rope. Drink it in, man. I know. Coming out in their Barney suits, you know, they had to turn their backs. And Luigi Primo in the fucking house brought New York pizza to a Philadelphia crowd. Thought that was funny. And Yo, Primo. You looked on the corner of your eyes. Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello were making out like always. And Anna Jay being the dumb bitch she is, telling people to Jesus. shut up. And saying, y'all can't have pizza. And then the crowd started a we want pizza chant. That made me want pizza at the house. But I ate back. Jesus said. But nice. I was looking forward to the match with Bandito. Thought it was great. I like the fucking with Daniel Garcia. Is like, I don't want to be with you fucking clowns anymore. Then Daddy Magic giving us Daddy Magic on the mic. Yeah. Saying, you were nothing with you know, you were nothing without us. You can't have the taste. You can't have the Jericho appreciation pizza. All that bullshit. And then he he wants to tag team with Brian Danielson now. So I guess it's what next week we're getting Jericho and Sammy versus uh, Daniel Garcia yep. and Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm, Sign mm-hmm. the fuck up for that. By the way, if, if we're commenting on Ram- Grand Slam last week, night one was kind of mad we did that, but I didn't get to watch night two because I fuck I have a fucking bone to pick with Tony Khan, T- uh, TNT, and any satellite provider. If you're gonna do a two hour show, you don't need to split them on the fucking guide. You need to put it all together as a two-hour show yeah. instead of a set an hour separate because I only recorded the first hour, and I'm pissed because I didn't get to see Hobbs and Starks. That was the match I wanted to see the most. Ricky! And I heard it was a good match. I didn't get to see Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix, and I heard that was another good match. What? Sure was. Yep. And the other matches, mm-hmm. I heard what shit, but. What? Yeah. I definitely get your gripe about that. I remember I did the same thing last year. I watched it live this year, so it was fine, but I recorded it. It only recorded the first hour, and I was like, what the fuck? Why, dude? Yeah. It's but but it, 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 yeah. it's not on the. You did the, that last year, too. Yeah. It's not on the shows. It's on the, the networks. 
Yeah, for that's sure. That's what it's on. That's bullshit. Ba- Bigley, I mean, what'd you think about the start of the show? SmackDown still says Vince McMahon if you do the uh, the TV guy thing. <laughs> he gone. Forever. What was that? I said, what'd you think about the start of the show, the Wheeler Yuta MJF promo? You see, I liked it. I liked it. A lot of people are going to gripe about Wheeler Yuta, but I, I liked what he did. I liked what he said. Of course, MJF come down in the Mets uh, jersey in Philadelphia is going to get him heat right away. But I liked it. Like, Wheeler Yuta was like, yeah, of course. I'm not going to talk great on the mic, but when it comes into the ring, I'm going to whoop your ass. He, he focused on what his strengths is, which is wrestling. And then that's why MJF stayed at the top. And then when he was like, well, in Philly, like, you're going to get your ass beat. He got out, and then that's when the gun club came out. I thought it would have been cool maybe if FTR would have come out to help MJF, but maybe the saving that uh, down the line when FTR comes back. Since actually today um, they had to leave early because uh, was a uh, Cash Wheeler, I believe it was, lives in Florida. And he had to leave oh, okay. for London uh, two days early, so they could uh, so they don't miss the show. So they actually left today uh, for uh, the show in uh, England. So oh, they yeah. weren't going to be there to begin with. So maybe it was yeah. something that they fixed because I heard that they were supposed to be on the show and they had to cancel their appearance on Dynamite. But uh, I, so I liked it. I liked yeah. it. It sets up next week. I'm going to say that for this episode. They did a great job setting a lot of things up for next week's Dynamite, which usually they don't yeah. do, but they did it really good tonight. If I, I can bring they... up if I can oh. bring up the MJF shit real quick. I loved it. He always makes me laugh, especially calling Tony Schiavone a fat prick again. Uh, Wheeler Yuta that MJF yeah. is going to be fun. Is it just me, or does Wheeler Yuta look like John Cho with a beard? He looks like Kyle. <laughs> Kind of does look like Kyle. Yeah, yeah, kind of does. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get the show on the road. John Moxley uh, versus Juice Robinson. They've had a couple of fun <laughs> matches over in New Japan. So this match is everything that I thought it was going to be. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was great. A lot of cool spots. I'm not exactly sure. We talked about it in the pre-show fist fight. I'm not exactly sure when Mox got bloody. Juice had a rolling senton to him on the outside and threw him over um, the banister. I know that's where Mox did the blade job, but I don't know what actually caused him to bleed. Afterwards, I liked how Juice was biting him and punching him and focusing on that bloody spot. But I don't know what caused him to bleed. I'm sure it was like withdrawal because he hasn't bled in like four weeks, so he got to get it out, which is <laughs> fine. Um, the match itself, I, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the aftermatch theatrics. Hangman coming out, getting that face-to-face. I got goosebumps. I've wanted this match for a while, so I can't wait for Mox Hangman in Cincinnati. That's going to be awesome. Then afterwards, MJF saying, hey, ladies, calm your tits. I'm the one who you need to be worried about. And then Wheeler Yuta attacking and beating the shit out of him, which really got in the luxury suite, which really got me amped up for their match for next week. So, like, yeah. the whole segment, the match, the aftermath aftermath with Hangman, and then the Yuta MJF stuff, all three of it to me was fantastic. Let's swing it, Nick. We'll wrap it. Justin, Keith, swing it. Um, what did you think, Nick? Swing it, baby. Yeah, I mean, all the conversation, all the talk throughout the whole episode – I was waiting for this, so I guess it was kind of good because I was waiting for a match, and it delivered. I was happy with everything. I mean, I think Cage, Dan, you can agree. It's cool to see Juice 
on American television. Yeah, we see him, you know, working the the strong matches. Yeah, we see him in the indie shows. But to see him on TBS, is it TBS, TNT, whatever, whatever Dynamite's on, to see him live like that, uh, he put up, man. It was great to see him. I mean, um, maybe not a lot of people know who he is. They may know him from, uh, you know, his NXT days. But uh, he looks great. He put up. He looks... um, I'm just more interested in, you know, seeing what's next for him, you know, what the future holds. But, yeah, everything you said, TK, too, the whole thing with MJF and Wheeler Yuta, I mean, it's just I want to see the match. I want to see that match, and I'm I, whatever Adam Page is in, I, I just can't wait. So, yeah, delivered. It delivered for me. Again, it got the job done. And I think this is what you see in Philly because Philly's such a strong crowd, such a, you know, everybody's going to come out. Every, it's going to be a sellout. So you don't have to put on the best show. And I think this was probably, uh, other than the, the end of the, uh, the show with Jericho, I think this was the best part of the show. So I give it a five-star review. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Justin, what'd you think, brother? I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it as much as I want, as I thought I was going to like, I like juice, but I don't know. I haven't been really feeling heel juice. Just kind of gotten dull lately. I don't know what it is. It's just, I'm not into him as much. Like, but I, I know him and Moxley have had some awesome matches. And this just kind of wasn't one of them. Just watching it. I was like, oh, okay, this is all right. I guess just, you yeah. know, Moxley bleeding again. Like I was like, he's just finally getting that kick out. He hasn't done this yeah. in a while. He's like, all right, I'm doing this one for myself. <laughs> yep. I agree. Uh, it's just, you know, watching the two of them, you know, I know I've seen better from the two of them. That's for sure. And, but yeah, you know, the, the whole brawl between Wheeler and MJF. Awesome. Like whatever's coming up, up next for Mox, like, yeah. Can't wait to see what else got going on. Like, I'm just again, I'm happy he's world champion. I know, like, everyone wanted Brian to win the title last week, but I'm just happy he won the title because, like I said, let's just get over the bullshit and let's give Mox at least a semi decent run before we strap it on MJF. Yeah, agree absolutely. Keith, what you think about this segment, brother? <clears throat> I thought it was, you know, I mean, I think like. You put Juice and Mox in a ring, you're not going to get a bad match. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with Justin. I don't think it was like as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I think a big part for me that takes me out of it, it doesn't, it's not even just this match. It does it in general in, you know, in Dynamite, NXT, anybody. I, I, fucking, I, I can't stand picture in picture. Oh, um, yeah. I might be in the minority in that in the world. And if it is, whatever, everyone throw the fucking stones at me. I don't give a shit. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I get going back to, you know, all, all wrestling fans are old men yelling at clouds. But, like, I remember being a kid, and it was just like, you didn't have picture in picture. It was just like, all right, we, you know, the whole, you know, we're out of time, cameras are rolling, and you got to wait till next week, and you see the end of fucking Nitro. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Like, commercial has to happen. It happens. You know, you tell them in the ring, they hopefully don't yeah. do anything too fucking nuts. If they do, you get the replay when you come back to be like, this happened during the break. Holy shit. And instead, it's like I'm trying to, like, stare at this, you know, especially tonight. Like, I was kind of, like, I was, like, laying in bed watching her, like, on my phone. So I already got a picture that's this big. And I was, like, well, picture in picture. And I'm, like, staring at this freaking quarter in the side of my phone. I'm, like, this is – I don't – 
you know, I get, and that's what made, you know, going back to the whole like bleeding thing is like, it made it even more confusing. Cause like, I can barely see what I'm watching anyway. So it's like, I don't even know what just happened. And it's like, we're back from break and Moxley's gushing. It's like, yeah, okay, of course he is. Sure. All right. Uh, pretty sure I saw the blade at one point too. When they had that, there was that really awesome spot in the, like the early on when they were, do- I think it was, they were, they were doing like the lariats at each other, like meet in the middle. And then Moxley like backed up for one and juice came running. They like went through the middle and just took the tumble out. And like they took the tumble out. It was like right before a break and you could see the little like blue wrapped up box like next to uh, juice. And they're like, Oh, we're going to go to break. <laughs> and then came back and he was bleeding. So, I don't, you know, uh, yeah, uh, the match itself, like I said, you're never going to have a bad match with the two of them. I thought it could have been more. Uh, it was so much more about the after for me. Um, I, I love just hearing Hangman's music. I love his theme. So their little whole stare down. And then, yeah, the the MJF thing. I'm still really confused about the chip thing in general. Like, is it money in the bank? Is it not? I feel like they did a thing with Tony where he's like, well, he can have it at any time, but like, I have to approve it. So like, is it going to be instead of him running down, you know, dragging Kyoto behind him to the ring like that? It'll be like him with like Tony, like, come here, asshole. Say it's cool. I'm doing it now. Like, I don't know how that's well, know, all going to work out. Yeah. Well, I know that MGF came out and posted something. I did post it in in our chat that he said that all, all he has to do is tell Tony beforehand about the match before the show starts. But he doesn't have to tell Moxley at all. He does, so Moxley can be surprised, but basically yeah, everybody right. else is going to know. And it's likely going to be a match and not like a cash-in right afterwards, like surprise thing like more than likely, it's going to be their own version of that, just a little bit less convoluted. All right, I'll accept that. Just for some clarity on it, because like that was the whole thing. Yeah. Where he's like, "You got to worry about me. Like, you guys are going to fight, and then I'm going to cash in." I'm like, "All right, I'd have thought that wasn't the point, but whatever." But then when Yuta showed up and fucking, they took the tumble into the stands, like in front of the the club box and shit. That was awesome. And then. Just MJF just get up and just like someone arrest him. Arrest him as he's getting all tumbled, right? You know. Yeah. I love all that like little shit. Just like the lines they throw up bullshit like that. It's awesome. So the after for me was like way better than the actual substance of it all, I think. Yeah, that's fair for sure. Uh Marcus, first of all, have you watched any ESPN the Ocho today? Second of all, what did you think about the segment? <laughs> I sh- I nodded my head. I watched a bit of ESPN today. Yeah, but I think it was just regular, not the old show. And I thought the match was pretty good, and it's crazy. I turn my head for one second, and I turn around. <laughs> yeah, I love the Backstreet Boys, too. I've seen them in concert in their prime back in 1999. So, yeah, I turn my head for one second, and I look. He's bleeding like Ric Flair, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. And they don't always have a bad match. You, I got to give it to Juice. Juice always brings it, no matter if it's an Impact or AEW or wherever else. He brings a hell of a performance. I really enjoyed it. Now, what Keith said about the whole poker chip thing, I, I potentially could be treating it like money in the bank or call your shot. But I think he's just playing mind games with us, saying, oh, I'm going to do this, because that's what they want him to do. But he's not going to listen to us. He's not going to listen to the fans. He's going to do it on his terms. He might wait and do it at full gear. I mean, it's most likely going to be against John Moxley because this little match they're going to have next week, I think, is going to be, I'm going to quote him, fucking bangers, but I got Mox retaining in his hometown in Cincinnati. Matty. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mox is definitely retaining in Cincinnati, but that match is going to be a banger, banger for sure. Bakley, what do you think of the segment, bro? So before the uh, went today, I found out that not only is Juice Robinson uh, uh, not affiliated with New New Japan anymore, he said, but he's now a free agent. So I wonder if this was more like a audition for him to where, of course, you know, with him not being affiliated, it made it more easy to know that he was going to lose the match. And he's probably going to just go around and sign with somebody. I could see him sign there because, of course, everybody knows he's married to Tony Storm. So mm-hmm. it, may, it makes God it easy. God bless him, man. Yeah. And it gives, Jesus. And it gives AEW that uh, Boyd Club uh, affiliation, uh, a guy with them then, so they can try and bring Boyd Club members to AEW in the future. But I like the match. I agree. We always grab about the whole – a bleeding thing with Moxley. He's done a better job with it. I thought it was from the very beginning when he got jumped from behind and thrown headfirst into the barricade or, or the, the guard where I should say. So no. I thought it was there. But it was a good physical match. It didn't have to go 20 minutes. It finally went 10 minutes. You had spots where Juice almost had the win, but Moxley kicked out. It was just a way to probably showcase him a little bit and then to put Moxie over, since you got a couple weeks from now, he has the title match with the Hangman Page. So he's more than likely not going to defend the title beforehand. It'll just be a couple of squash matches after this. But I enjoyed the match. I, I've i watched Juice Robinson a lot. Very physical. He's very good on the mic. It, it's cool to see, like I said before, the video package beforehand, dating that the last time he was in the ring. He, he got the win when uh, Moxie was in the match. So uh, that was a good way to segue into this. Whereas instead of just being like, oh, who's yeah. Juice Robinson if you haven't seen him before? So they're actually starting to do good things, showcasing guys that are just showing up that you don't honestly know if you don't watch say, New Japan. So it was a good thing. I enjoyed it. Awesome, dude. Good stuff. I just want to give a couple quick shout outs to the chat. First of all, Devin Clark Street Wrestling. Everyone throw up their Yo. ones. Acknowledge. Yes, sir. Check out Clark Street Wrestling, dude. Great, great show. Uh, Maddie Daddy also in the chat. Hey, Five he's stars. Back. He's in there. Ooh. Definitely, definitely check out Maddie Daddy. Everything Maddie Daddy does. Fantasy football, nostalgic wrestling. Check it out. Fantastic content. And uh, and and Ritter's what been asking doing, about. Man? The Backstreet Boys and he's eating. <laughs> but Ritter's been asking about the Backstreet Boys in the, the chat. Man. I love the Backstreet Boys. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'll go to a Backstreet Boys concert all day. I'm all in on the Backstreet Boys. So nice. Any any '90s boy band? I, I came about this close to going to a uh, 98 Degrees. Played at like a fucking community center near, near me and my mm-hmm. wife like three months yes. ago. Jesus. And I forget why we didn't go, but we we didn't. I think it was just like it was too expensive. Like it was legitimately like the rec center of like a community thing near us. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, tickets are like sixty bucks." I'm like, "Go to hell!" Yeah, because you wanted it your room. way. No way. <laughs> Loved them. I should have asked about your music taste. <laughs> oh, it's the fucking worst. Yeah, you're in for the long haul, man. No way. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm so proud of it. Hey, Love I saw Britney Spears bands. live. Wow, uh, I'm sure you I've did. Paid that money for reasons. paid good money for Kelly Clarkson. Uh, a Kelly, lot of other trash she's, too. She's Last concert uh, I went to was Puddle Mud. That Solid. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
seeing as the Jimmy they always been dressed like band. yeah yeah they did pretty much they've done a, the a they did white band. yeah they did white for double or nothing they did red for blooded guts they're doing purple recently i forgot who, said, I forgot who said barney i think i think it might have been keith but my, me i said barney marcus marcus my bad, my give bad. him fucking credit I yeah. bad, my bad. I'm not that my wife said the same the same thing. She's like, "Why are they dressed Man, like put Barney?" Put that shit tonight? away. I was like, like I don't know. Barney dinosaur's testicles, <laughs> if he even all has right. any. All right, let's move on. We talked boy bands enough. I can talk boy bands all day, but let's move on to the ladies part of the show. They only get one segment generally, so let's talk about it. This time, I really want to know your guys' opinions on it. So it was Soraya's first time talking on the mic in AEW. They brought her out. The segment was, you know, I'm looking at Keith. I'm looking at him shake his head. It was cringy as fuck to me. I didn't enjoy it. That's an understatement. She said it was, it's been her house. She helped build this house already. I was like, no, no, no. You didn't do anything. You did nothing. And then she calls out the women. The face locker room, the five faces come out, with including your world champion. If anything, Pony should have told Soraya to fuck herself. This is my division. I'm the fucking champion. But she didn't. She, like, sat there and pandered with her. Then the heels came out. Thank God. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, everyone's favorite. The one who truly put whatever women's division they have on the map, in my humble opinion. Of course, you know, the biggest Britt Baker mark here always. But she came out. The crowd went hot for Jamie Hayter. They were hater, hater, hater. That was hater. great to see. Yeah. But everything, everything that Soraya did, in my opinion, was very cringy. And I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, she said she was nervous, but I just didn't like the context of her promo. And then Britt comes out and, well, MD, she goes and buries the women's division even more. So it was like the two of them together were just shitting all over the division. The match then, which led into Tony Storm and uh, and Serena Deeb, was awesome. Ended with an avalanche pile driver. I was like freaked out because you know, anytime yeah. a next involved, I go crazy. It, it makes me very paranoid. But the match itself was a very, very good women's match. The promo was cringy. Smacking it raw has left the chat. He doesn't like what I had to say about it. I love the AEW hey, women's division. You pulled a UW pod. I love the AEW women's division. I think <laughs> they can do a lot more. I just didn't like anything Soraya had to say tonight. Nick, what did you think about it all, man? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I brought this up, too, when I was on the DeLorean podcast. Cheap plug. Go check him out. Um, it seems like when Tony puts the pen to the papal, paper, excuse me, it makes sense. It looks good. But then when it's live, it's like, ugh, just not hitting. And I think that was the issue here. I just don't think it made sense tonight. I mean, Sriracha looked amazing. I think she... She really brought uh, the, the revolution, the idea. Sriracha? Yeah. Or is she some fucking hot sauce? Yeah. She's hot, baby. Um, Far from Mexican. I, I get what he was trying to do, but it just didn't get the job done. Um, it was cool to see her. It was cool for the whole interaction with all the women. Uh, the lumberjill, the lumberjack, whatever you want to call it. That was a little confusing. I'm just, I don't know. I get the idea. You bring the revolution. She had a big part in the WWE. She had a big part in NXT. She she is part of the revolution, if you like it or not. But to call yourself a revolution on... Uh, like on four a, times in a row, too. Yes, that too. And then what was really awkward is after the, the crowd was chanting something, she said the same thing. What was it like, It this is my house? After the crowd was chanting, 
this is your house. It just, I don't know. It was just cringy. I'm with you, TK. Did it have to happen? I think it, it could have been better. But again, you look at the paper. Tony's writing it down. It looks good. You practice it. Maybe, you know, it, it sounds good. But in front of a live crowd and then Philadelphia, you can't mess up there. And I, I just, I don't know if that's what they wanted to do. I get what they were trying to do. But I don't think he got the job done. Just, I don't know. I don't want to so, sound like a, a broken record, but I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. So before Justin Ritter said in the comments, it was clunky, but it wasn't terrible. It will get better. But if everyone shits on it, they aren't going to get the time to improve. I want the AEW women's division to get 30 minutes yeah. on the show I, or more. I'm all for that. Trust me. I've been one of the biggest advocates for it. So I'm not, I don't want to sit here and, Come off like, but it's extra, not about uh, what we say, though. That's right. No, they don't care I, what I don't. We say. I don't want to be. I don't want to sound extra critical of it. Just I, again, and I don't. I got five other people here. I want to get to, but I just didn't feel like it was her best at all. I, I know nerves for sure, but I feel like she buried the AEW women's division in the process of trying to put it over, and I didn't like that. Justin, what do you think, bro? I think I was just like really like really weird it just came off so awkward like listening to her talk and then just having her come out there and say she's the revolution she's the revolution i'm like you're not part you're not the revolution here yes you were in wwe but you're not here you haven't done anything for this division yet so you can't call yourself the revolution like it just it just came off so awkward and you know like when she's calling the roster out to come out there and I'm like, all right, here comes all the roster. And all you get is like five baby faces. And I was like, eh, it's a little awkward, like really weird. Yeah. Even like you said, Tony just pandering along with her. Like it just came off weird. Like crowd even chanting for Jamie. I'm just like, no, why are we even trying to chant for her at this point? Yeah. She literally just showed us last week that she's literally fine being a lackey. And that is it at this point. Like, and that freaking sucks. Like Jamie Hayter should not be again, locked behind Britt Baker. I'm sorry. The girl needs to be on her own wrecking shit, not fucking sucking up to Britt over and over. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just can't see that's just not a, this wasn't the best way to start off, you know, her coming out and trying to make a difference for this division because it just came off like her trying to make it like she it felt like she wanted to go off the script with it. And it was just weird. Like she just tried to come up with some weird stuff for it and it just did not work at all. And the match, though, with Tony and Serena, I thought it was pretty good. Like I did like the, the avalanche pile driver when I was a little worried there. I was like, Oh my God, please do not fucking break her neck. And, but it's, she seemed like she was good. Cause I saw her moving after and I was like, Oh, thank God. Serena's good. So yeah, it just for a way to kick off Soraya debut and like talking and telling us why she's here. Little awkwardly done here. So we'll see what happens going on forward with her. For sure. Keith, what'd you think, brother? I'm going to I'm gonna try to keep this as short as possible, but feel free to cut me off whenever. I want to start with a disclosure that I thought the match was really great. I think Serena Deeb is one of the most underrated fucking women in all of wrestling, has been since she was even in the straight-edge society and wasn't getting any love all the way back then. Love her. Match is awesome. Top row pile driver. Holy shit. Amazing. I also want to disclaimer that I don't hate women's wrestling 
in any way. I love it. One of my favorite matches ever was Sasha and Bianca at 36. I think it was. That match was fucking killer. I love women's wrestling. That's where all this anger ends up coming from, is that women's wrestling can be so much fucking better than I feel like AEW pretty much consistently has put on ever since. Like the one exception to that being the the friggin the the lights out match with Britt and rosa that was holy hell that was like a highlight of the year 2021 and and absolutely but like i just i'm the revolution because i was the revolution and i'm still the revolution and the revel like she literally said it four times didn't make any sense the first time didn't need to repeat it because it just made it worse the she had there was too much pandering at first like it was like she had a script but then she wanted to go off it because she thought she could but then she was like shit i gotta get back on it but i don't know where i'm supposed to be so then they started chanting she's like yeah it is my house but yeah right it's mine <laughs> yeah she literally told the producer too like they were trying to tell her like okay yeah. wrap it up yeah she's like no 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 we're done. this is my time don't tell me my time cues because i'm better than that hmm. aria you might have been at one point actually you definitely were at one point it's been too long though i don't really know anymore uh the calling of the division thing that was just that could have been really cool maybe on a different show when like tony khan didn't say hey there's a hurricane coming if you don't feel safe traveling don't travel like when you have more to bring more faces and all this other kind of stuff out because when they go bring the women's out and it's the faces first and it's literally your champion uh sky blue who is i'm pretty sure her and cora jade are the same person but i think that's a whole other conspiracy theory is she even signed to AEW? i don't know Madison Rain, who I thought was a coach, but is apparently a face wrestler. What's that about? Um, yeah. Willow, all the love in the world Josh for her. Matthews. That's fine. <laughs> so, like, that happens. Um, and literally, they get out there, and Paige is just like, Tony, I love you. Anyone else, whatever. Oh, wait, the heels are here, which that was weird also because it was just Brit and her normal two. And then Penelope was just kind of bringing up the rear because she was in Philly. No love there, but she's a Philly girl too. It was like, that's weird. And just like the, I, I love a lumberjack match, but it was just kind of like out of nowhere. And like, I think that frustrated me too. Is she's just like, well, I talked to Tony Khan. It's like, okay, are you here to wrestle or are you a general manager? Like you ended up in WWE before you finished up. Like what, what's it going to be? I'm cool with either one, but like, give me some kind of context before you're just like, so I was talking to my boss, one that actually listens, because fuck WWE on AEW. <sighs> I'm just going to leave it there. I'll stop now. I'm sorry. I, I feel you. I hated Britt's Brit's line, too, about her neck. That was just... Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah that was That's cringe. It's yeah, all man. she does. I'm just like, Britt, it doesn't hit. It does not yeah. hit when every time you have to bring up WWE and you have to bring up yeah. some stupid shit like that. It's like, fucking stop. So well, and then we the gotta... comment there, yeah, the whole point producer thing was to not let them cut the segment and give the women more time. I'm with that, too. Make that happen a little bit later on. Like, at that point, Soraya had said, like, what? Or Soraya, sorry. was like She said, like, three lines. Like, it wasn't even that long into it. And she's like, oh, time cues? It's like, ah, maybe go a little bit longer than... Talk Don't about she, said, she had to say her name six times on commentary, too, just to remind you that it's Soraya, Soraya, Soraya. And I'm like, ugh. Sriracha. 
And that's where Sriracha, Brit, that, that's where, that's where Brit, Brit made the line. And you don't even know your name, or you know, people don't even know half the people yeah. here don't even know how to say your name. Whatever. Um, there's a couple of questions in the chat. I definitely want to get to. Um, I want Marcus your opinion on this bait, and then Bakley. Well, nothing's changed with me lately. It's been four years since I've seen her in a ring, and I still get a massive boner because all I think about is those leak tapes. <laughs> there it is. With just in this comment fits it from Jared Reynolds, like right on cue. Yeah. I was going to say. Each other right on. You can also watch Smackin' and Raw. On the on UW Pornhub. Pornhub. <laughs> I, I started making a joke, so I'm like, oh, she's back. Let's see who she's going to make leak takes with. I said Daddy Magic, Daniel Garcia, Claudio Castanoli. I started naming random people. I'd pay I for like, any of those three and pay for them. Probably Sammy and Ty have a menage a trois. I, I, I would pay for that, yeah. But you also catch, she said, she glad she works for a boss that actually listens to her. When she said that comment. Yeah. So stupid. She's not lying, though. Now, she got Matt, Ritter, Matt Ritter posted something. She got like four years later. <laughs> yeah, but Matt Ritter posted something. He made an obvious point saying, like, maybe they brought her back to help. It was in one of them comments. He already posted, like. 2,000 comments so far, but one of them he said was... And thank you. Can help I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. He made a good point on that thank saying... Thank you for being here. Maybe this... Yeah. Right here. Maybe this could be Tony Khan using her on the on-screen catalyst to kickstart using the women more better. I, I definitely agree with that, Matt. That's a wise thing you said. And I... Because I don't know if she's 100%. Yeah, she yeah. took some photos in ring gear, but I mean, she could be in a sex tape again. I don't know. I don't know if she is clear and ready to go you flip me off for i didn't flip you off i went like this <laughs> oh i thought you did that <laughs> no 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 i went like this <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry i could just i watched too much Dahmer. i was like okay <laughs> i'd love to hear your opinion on that definitely later uh we got a couple everything of comments i say uh, is wise ritter goes everything i say is wise which i did a hashtag the other day ritter is right so I'm like with him 95% of the time. Jarrett Reynolds, thanks for tuning in, brother. Definitely appreciate it. Did anyone feel like Juice Jared? Robinson was not properly with him being in the Bullet Club and all? Uh, we can talk page. about that. We want we can we can talk about that in a little bit for sure. Bakley, I want to get your opinion on this. Then I want to answer Devin's question um, that he posted in the chat. So, Bakley, what was your thought on the whole segment into the match? Personally. I didn't hate Time's it. Up. I liked. I liked it. Like I'm gonna be the bad guy here that likes it, but no matter what she was gonna say, what, what's go. happening right now? What's happening right now? We're all talking about it. What did we not yeah, do not in weeks past? Way. It doesn't matter if it's good well, or bad. You're still talking about. It. You're still talking about. It. Everyone in you has an opinion on it. Weeks before, we didn't talk about this shit. We didn't give the women's division that much love or hate or talk we were just like it's not up to par and then we just push it aside we're actually given a lot of time to talk about this right now which hasn't happened in a while and it's all because of soraya coming out and going on the mic she is rusty that's the one bad thing i think some of the times she was over saying what she needed to put out put out of her mouth we all agree on that yeah. but there was a lot of points that she like did that. make yeah the UW pod, but uh, but she was the the face of the revolution to begin with in NXT. She was the very first mm. one there. But, yeah, she was. Uh, you can admit to that. And she's just going off of that. Like we had 
AEW talk about WWE. WWE goes back and talks about AEW. It's back and forth a thing. We, we got to get used to it. It's going to happen. But I, I agree with Matt Ritter where okay. she could be the catalyst to be the change. They're using her as the lightning rod. And whether she's cleared to go or not, I think we're going to be waiting a little while. So they're going to put on the mic. Hopefully each week she gets a little bit better. It has been time. We saw how rusty CM Punk was in the ring. He was a great wrestler. It took him a lot of time. He still hasn't uh, looked 100% the same. And now he's gone or whatnot. Hopefully that doesn't happen with her. But hopefully she gets in the ring in the next month or two, probably four gear. I'm happy with her there. Hopefully she works better on the mic. But I get what she was saying. I get the references they were doing with the producer, with Tony Khan, Ashley letting her talk because if you watch a lot of her stuff, when she got to the main roster on uh, WWE, they kind of wasted her a little bit. They put the title on her, then they took it off of her, put it back on her, took it off of her. I hate that shit. Let somebody have a run at that time. It got a lot better uh, as once she left uh, with uh, like Charlotte, Becky, and all them. Uh, but it's like I didn't hate it. I liked the, what they were bringing out with her. I'll give it like a, a B. I'll give it a B because I thought with the rustiness, it could have been better. Jesus. Cool. And I want um, I want everyone to answer this question. So Devin asked, will Soraya bring actual change to the women's division? So when I saw her come out last week, I popped hard. I thought it meant she was cleared for sure. She is that name. You couldn't bring in a bigger part all right. <laughs> Marcus, you couldn't bring in a bigger women's name than Soraya. I, I, I personally can't think of one anywhere. I know if Brett was here, he'd be spitting stardom names. But let's be honest. It's Charlotte. If you could bring in Charlotte Flair, sure, she's that name. But yeah. Soraya is huge. So having her, I do think if they allotted this, and I think what Ritter said in, was a good point, maybe her reference, referencing that at the producer was like, no, we're going to start getting more time. Maybe we get a second match on Dynamite or Rampage. So, sure. I I, I hope the answer is I hope so. I yeah. hope so. And we can swing it and then we'll move on. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I hope so. But in order to – for her to say that, it's just – that's not cool. I mean, it's just you're, – you're bringing more of the um, – the understanding that they don't get enough time into the picture. And we already know that. So her saying that it's just like, uh, but, I don't but know. is it, but isn't it her saying that they're listening instead of us being ignored? Uh, I disagree. I don't think you need because to say you can't, it. You can't, you can't say, Oh, they're not doing this and doing that. But then when they actually answer you back and tell you that they're listening and then be yeah. like, uh, I don't like that you're doing that. But you don't that. answer like, it back, Dan. You don't just say, we're doing do it, it all the time. They do it, they do it all the time, though. Yeah. And you and like it when they it do it, but then you don't like it a certain way. You, you can't say, oh, they're doing this, but then give them shit when they actually do it for, for what you want them to do it. Like, you got to be this. okay with it. Yeah. But, but, but you wanted them to do it in weeks past. No. You wanted them to, to actually do it. It's Soraya. She's not Mexican. <laughs> She's British. 
And that's sriracha my bad. I, not, I just want to put that out there. Sriracha is also I, not Mexican. Sriracha is like <laughs> Korean, I think. I, I type that out whatever. Sir Ray, uh, Sir Ray, uh, but I keep saying Sir, yeah, Ray, Sir Ray. My apologies. I mean to nice. say Sir Ray, uh, I, you know, I, Get I right next time. Sir Ray, uh, Sir Ray, uh, I know, I know. I'm trying to yeah. embed it into my head. So I'll just get back real quick. Um, I get it. I agree with Clark Street. I agree with Devin a lot of the time. I just, I don't think she's going to bring much to the table. I think it's cool. I think mm-hmm. it's. They're really already doing more in two weeks than what they did. Dan, in the, come on, let me pets. finish here, brother. <laughs> um, I think it's cool. I I get it. I, I hope everything happens. I hope you know there is a big um, to do with the women's division, but I don't think she brings much to the table. Justin. I'll just keep it quick. Uh, I think she can. I think she can be a big change for them, and I hope she is. And like I said, this just wasn't the way to start it off, but hopefully they can do better with this because I, if she's, she really was a big, like, part of WWE's women's division, like, like revolution. So I think she could definitely, that's what I'm saying, I think she could be a absolute major, like, opponent in this for the AEW women. So Keith. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna just echo the same thing. I think I think she can. I certainly hope she does. Um you know as Dana kind of said, I mean I know it, it is something we've been like we're talking about it now and everything and that's true. Any talk is you know any kind of buzz is is good buzz to some extent. But I mean kind of like Nick had also said too, I mean yeah we're talking about it this much this week especially because it was just like what the hell was this and i understand like you know yeah good every bad you got to what's the you know to make an omelet you got to break some eggs I, I mean i know maybe that doesn't fit exactly but like that same kind of idea like maybe they got to stumble a little bit to get it to the right place i just feel like there's the women's division in general in there it needs to be built back up in some way um and they're trying i think they are actively trying to do that and that's great i also just think there's better ways to do it than to just bring to bring Soraya in, who was this change in WWE way back when, which is awesome. And, you know, hopefully all of everybody remembers that. I mean, I imagine most people do, but like, yeah, I think the biggest, like the, one of the easiest and simplest changes they can make is that it's like, there's two women's titles in the AEW. And that's like all it is though. Like there, you, you can have, you can make storylines for any women's or men's divisions and they do it a lot in the men's already anyway but like you can have storylines that don't have anything to do with the titles who the hell we chatted like a little bit you know uh tk and nick when i was like kind of interviewing to get with the uw pod like i don't know whatever what the hell is ever going to happen with jade like that's like them they're painting themselves into a corner with that in general that's a whole different thing for another day but like it doesn't have to be all about the titles like yeah you know i I don't know jas breaks up tay and friggin anna can just go at it for a while then because of something there. Tay, Anna secretly loves Sammy and wants Ooh. to break up with Jungle Boy. So that's a they whole thing. So boom, now you guys just go for it. it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Th- like, there's so many yeah, different we things. Can build, there's other ways to build saying. stuff rather than it just being like, here's our champion. You know, you annoy me. I'm coming for you with the title. And I don't know. Yeah. Yo, that's why I think Serena's so underrated. Serena just correct. friggin' Serena just comes out and it's just like, hey, I'm fucking better than all of you. So I'm gonna have this three that the whole that three minute challenge they were doing with her was fucking awesome. I loved the shit out of that where they were like they brought out Sky Blue and she's like, I'm gonna beat Sky Blue in under three minutes. 
And then it was like randomly one time someone took her to like 250 and she's like, oh, well, fuck you. And then they feuded for like a second and then it all just went away. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it would be a badass. I, I said it last week. If you have multiple big name feuds now, because you could have, I mean, this is even without Jade. You can have a Jade program over here and you could have Soraya with Brit and Hater with Tony. And that's not even including Thunder Rosa. So you have so many quality big name women now in this company. And that's without yeah. stat still. But I got to deep dive deep. Marcus, go ahead, bro. What do you think? <laughs> you had me you had me lost I, I i'm i'm concerned if you're looking at my face i'm in concern right now with what i'm seeing but what was the question again do you think yeah do you think that uh soraya could elevate the women's division to the next level i'm i mean maybe it depends if, if she's playing like as a competitor or is she competing like as a role model like a coach trainer type i mean i don't know what is she really hired as that's unknown right now. Yeah, well. Yeah. For sure. Bakley? That was short. It was. <laughs> short and sweet. Where, 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 where did I get started with this? I do think. Oh, God. This won't be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. No. no. Yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah, and Wardlow is a AEW Goldberg. Batista. I'm, I'm not worried too much because uh, like, I look at this. The one thing, Greg, that I have with everybody talking about just one match being on one show and this and that is they, they do a women's match every week on Dynamite and a match every week on Rampage. When you look at Raw, it's three hours. They can afford to do more than one women's match on Raw. You only see one match a week women's-wise on SmackDown. So it's it's no different than what we see. It's just that they have less time on Dynamite than they would on Raw. So how are you going to do more than one match? They've done it before. And I do think that's going to get better because not only will she eventually wrestle, she's going to be the voice of the women to Tony. She's going to go in there and tell him when the women want to wrestle, want to do this, want to do that. One of the things I did like, just like Keith said, was matches that don't involve the title. You had a storyline that they did last year between Sheeta and her. Uh, and where they had that best of three that coordinated throughout the year, with the, which was great. I, I went to the one match last year in Philly where they they had the first one and the third one there. Great rivalry. Didn't involve the title. I do want to see that a little bit more. I'm tired of Jade Cargill. I wish they would, she would just go away. Uh, she had promise, but she hasn't gotten any better. And... Booking is is going to be hard with her because she hasn't gotten better. She's the champion, so you have to get the belt off of her. But people talk about her, so it's like, what do you do with her? Like, yeah. I feel like she says the same shit every week now. It, like, you want her to wrestle more, but it's like, how are you going to put her in the ring when she botches three, four times a match? So it's like, how do you get over that? Like, you can put her on more and see, see if she hopefully gets better but it's like i think soraya with all the knowledge that she has will be able to help out hopefully as like just the voice in the beginning and then as a, a wrestler but we're talking about it negative positive i know you guys hate it when we're saying it but it's a good thing yeah people giving knowledge to the women's division now and hopefully 
with a, another a famous person in the in the ring, it's gonna help Tony in the back when she said he's listening to me now. That's a good sign. Whereas he doesn't have to listen to me. He wouldn't let her say that if he wasn't truly listening. I mean, I'm serious that he's gonna sit back and take this fucking shit. <laughs> so Bailey. Yeah, that's right, clock screen. What what do you, what's your what's your retort to that though? If NXT gave the women two matches in just an hour right. comparatively to NXT not or AEW not being able to give them more than one match in two hours. What do you think about that? Well, they did. But do you see it on Raw? Do you see, do you see it on SmackDown? Well, you see it a bunch on Raw, but anyways, we'll we'll move I mean, on. I get I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Sure. I want to give a shout out to yeah, everyone. Raw is, for joining Raw is three hours watcher. though. Appreciate That's the you. problem. Oh, Nick's got Sriracha in the background. Let's get to the main event of AW because I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk to WWE before we get out of here. So let's talk the main event of tonight's show: Chris Jericho versus Bandito. It was a really good match. I like how Chris Jericho put Bandito over um, early in the night on on the mic during that segment. And then I thought the match itself was really good. Bandito hit a bunch of nice spots. He hit, he got all of his moves set in. Very, very good stuff here. After the match, Jericho challenged Brian Danielson to a match for the ROH World Championship. Basically said he was going to desecrate everything that has to do with ROH, including all the former champions. The match, it will happen in Toronto. It'll be the third match between them. Nick, what would you think about the match, um, the afterward, the aftermath, and wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to like the way he wrestles nowadays, but he is a living legend. You got to respect that. And that's that, you know, at the end of the day, that is what it is. I mean, he is great. It doesn't have to be a great match. It doesn't have to be a five-star match. It's just cool to see Jericho perform at this level. He lost a lot of weight. He looks really good. Giving him the ROH championship as much as, you know, ROH fans don't want to see it. It's what's best for business. It's going to get the, the company over. It's going to get us talking, Dan. So this is a good thing. Um, That's right. I think the, the best part of the show was his promo at the end. I think it was phenomenal. I mean, this is what he does best. You know, he, he, he pisses people off. You know, th this is why he's such a good heel. And he's just pissing me off as a fan. I'm like, don't do this to ROH. I mean, come on. Tony's trying to promote this, trying to push this kind of like the women's division. But he's like, you know what? Screw Tony. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I love it. Drink it in, man. I love it. Short and sweet, baby. Drink it in, man. Keith, what you got, brother? I'm going to – the only piece I have to disagree with with Nick said is that the, the highlight of the whole ending thing was that he won with a fucking lion tamer. I – Love seeing the Lion Tamer broken out. I hate how the walls of Jericho is just a Boston Crab, but it's like more devastating because it's Chris Jericho. The Lion Tamer is just such a fucking cool move. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I liked everything like we were saying. Jericho put him over really well beforehand in that like way that way earlier pre match. Um, you know, I'm also all for this whole. I was really on the fence uh, when they put the strap on Jericho last week. Um, I mean, I get the whole, like, if they're going to go and like make an actual ring of honor show, sure. You want the big name to like get people to follow it over there. And I get that to some extent. I don't love that. It was at Claudio's expense because yeah. dudes needed that spotlight for forever. Well, I shouldn't say needed deserves that spotlight for forever. Um, but I would, I mean, if this is where it's going to go, 
where he's, I'm going to decimate everything. I mean, that opens up so much shit. I mean, the obvious one being, you know, way down the line, Punk shows back up and is like, well, fuck you. I was the best Ring of Honor champion ever or whatever. So then he takes him down or something. But even without, even leaving that aside, because if the rumors are that he's never coming back and everything, whatever, I mean, you're still looking at Joe, Brian, Adam Cole. I think he's only, Adam Cole was only three-time Ring of Honor champion. Unless I'm mistaken, Kyle O'Reilly was a former Ring of Honor champion. Like, there's so much of that roster has Ring of Honor history that, like... It can go everywhere, and if it's if Jericho is really going to be on this thing, and it, it can be such an awesome storyline that can go anywhere, whether it is Jericho taking those guys down one by one, which I don't know that I'd love that, but even being a thing where he's just like, you know, he loses like six in a row to like better wrestlers, and he's just like, no, I'm still gonna just beating up after, and I'm just like, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get them all, and like goes after Omega comes back, or you know what I mean, or like the Bucks come back, and we're like, we weren't world champs, we were tag champs, and just kick his ass again, and he's like, fuck, all right, well, the next one, just you know, just him getting slowly yeah. downtrodden after everyone whooping his ass because he can't hang with the like the old the younger guys and stuff. And, Give me Davey, yeah. baby, come on, yeah, bring him back. I think they have over ten guys on the roster that have held the world title. Yeah, you guys are right. Lot. You got. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Brian Danielson. You got Claudio a rematch. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett mm-hmm. in the comments, spitting Jay Lethal, Samoa Joe. Lethal. So we Roosh. forgot about Lethal. Roosh, yeah. Roosh, Roosh, Roosh. Marcus, exactly. What What'd you think about this, Marcus? I enjoyed it. Bandito is is a hell of a performer. I was blessed to see him wrestle Jonathan Gresham at Supercard of Honor earlier this year. If he's not re-signed with ROH, Tony Khan, sign the man, pay the man. I want to see more Bandito. He he gives me some of that Eddie Guerrero vibe. Uh, I like his look. I like his physique. He put on a hell. He could make anybody look good, and he sure made Jericho look good. As much as as annoying he can be, but he'll always be a goat. It's making him even better. And I'm looking forward to Toronto. This match with Brian Danielson. I'm gonna swing it and say Jericho will most likely retain. Not just because it's in Canada, but if Ring of Honor goes back to pay per view. Down the road, something tells me we could see a Jericho Daniel Garcia match for the title. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool for sure. For sure. Bakley, what about you, brother? I love the match. I liked how you had to do the eye poke uh, to get the victory, of course, because Bandito controlled the match. Of course, the vertical drop that he held for him, Bennett got the crowd going. That was a great spot. Just like you guys said, they utilized all of his big spots that he usually uses in the ring. The eye poke set up the walls of Jericho. That was a big thing uh, for Jericho early in his career. I still miss, though, when he pushed the knee on your head to make you want to tap. But they they made a point to tell you, Bandito has never tapped out in, in Ring of Honor. And it took an eye poke to make him tap. So that showcases how strong of a competitor that he is, which I liked. Plus, of course, the package, like I said before, that they had before it. And I loved the promo afterwards. I loved how he made the announcer come to the ring, announce it, and then he attacked him because he's shown his hate. Just like last week when Ian said, this is the ring of dishonor champion right here. Uh, Chris Jericho, because he has no respect for Ring of Honor, and it's great heel thing. It's great to get the eyes on Ring of Honor. If they can get a, a show going or keep on doing those pay-per-views, I'm hoping they do Final Battle in December at least, and you can have a great match between him and Garcia. But you know at that match in Toronto, Chris Jericho is probably going to win. 
it'll be a big name for him to to go over to set up the Garcia match. I feel like, and so I loved everything about the match and uh, the post match um, interview that he did. Yeah, that post match was awesome because yeah, we forgot to mention he says he's going to beat up all Ring of Honor announcers and commentators, and he punched him in the gut. That was pretty cool. Justin, what did you think about the match and the segment afterwards? Now, you know how I feel about Chris Jericho, but, like, even I'll say, I actually enjoyed the match. I enjoyed it. Like, I, I mostly just Bandito. Like, I, I love Bandito. Guy is fantastic. He just, just wows me every time we see him. Like, I hope Tony does pick him up. Like, I don't know how he hasn't yet, but, like... <laughs> still doesn't change anything from my opinion on Jericho. Like all I'm still seeing is Jericho putting himself over and like, this still just doesn't give me any sign of that. They're even coming close to giving ROH a show. This just doesn't give me anything, but just Jericho giving himself another run and that's it. And it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. Like he's going to beat Brian. We're going to keep going with this Jericho stuff. And like, again, it just doesn't give me any sign that we're getting close to having a show. It just doesn't do anything for me, really. Like, I don't get it. Like I said last time on the show, like, I just, if you wanted, like, how AEW is using the big name thing to try to get you to watch something. And it just gives me that whole, well, why can't the actual, like, the younger talent there that you have there and these other people that you're going to have on the show if you ever actually do how come they're not the reason why you're watching that's why i'm saying they should put more of these people on dynamite instead of just feeding them to other people that are in AEW. like it's not doing much for roh so it's just i i'm not a, i'm not feeling it like even if he's going to end up facing garcia like he's probably going to beat garcia and take the pure title off of him and they're probably going to unify it and then it's just going to be more of jericho with another big run attached to his belt. And it's just, I'm ready for Jericho to go. Like he does nothing for TV for me anymore. I'm just ready for it to end. Like the fact that he's going to go through and beat all these ROH champions, just, I don't know. just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I feel you. I know Bakley wants to say one more thing on AEW before we transition over. Uh, Jarrett Reynolds asked his ROH AEW's version of NXT or SmackDown. I think it could be their SmackDown if they do it right. Do a draft, take 40% of the roster, move it to ROH. You got Jericho, Claudio, a lot of game, a lot of names we just yeah. mentioned. And you got a couple independent guys like Davey Richards and Alex Zane. You could bring in Blake Christian, I don't think, who's signed. You could bolster the brand down there. So that's what I would do personally. Shit ton of people, yeah. Bakley, finish up AEW. I want to talk about Extreme Rules briefly yeah. before I get you East Coast boys out of here. Quick. Speaking of that, Blake Blake Christian is signed. Yeah. Is he signed? By AEW? Ring of Honor. They oh. signed him to a Ring of Honor deal. Oh, let's ago. go Blake Christian. That's why okay. he's been, that's, oh. that's why he's been on Love elevation. Blake Christian. Love yeah. Blake Christian. Well, even but, someone but, like Blackwood, but, too. I mean, there's so many so many independent yeah. wrestlers that deserve so yeah. many. But I think, yeah. well, well, me, Charles, I think, he just said that Tony Deppin was there, bro. Yeah, I want Tony Deppin yeah. on TV. But, uh, <laughs> make yeah, it but quick, I think buddy. They, Come on. I think, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I think the end game is, <laughs> the end game is, the, is to put Dana Garcia over and have him win the title. 
I think that's what the end game is because you're building a character. He went to sports entertainment and now he's showcasing that he is a pure wrestler. That's why yeah. they put that title on. They're going to take it off of him. I think Lee Moriarty is going to wind up winning it because maybe Jericho cost him it because he wants to leave the group. And then he goes after Jericho for the title, gets it. The crowd is on uh, Garcia's side. He he epitomizes Ring of Honor and just like the wrestler that he is. You're getting invested in the Ring of Honor brand right now because of Jericho. I don't think it's him taking away from the brand, but he said it perfectly right. Ring of Honor, who knows about Ring of Honor right now? Not a lot of people do unless you're a big-time wrestling fan. So he's trying to get people that don't know it invested into the product by him shitting on it, by him beating all these former champions. So you kind of give get an idea of who came from there. And if they keep on doing the video packages for you to see that, you're starting to learn a little bit more about Ring of Honor. And then when they do bring the product back on TV, which is going to take time because of the merger and everything, you know about Ring of Honor now. It's not going to be like, oh, Ring of Honor. I don't know where that came from, but, you know, I'll start watching it. It's, oh, I've seen all these packages on the product, all the former champions. I feel like I know what Ring of Honor is now, and I can get excited about it. And Chris Jericho is that big name to help you do it. He has been putting a lot of people over by losing to them. He has won a little bit, but he's put a lot of people over and I think it's going to be a good thing as long as they get it going, as long as they like announce soon that it's going to be on TV. But I know it takes time because the whole stupid Discovery Time Warner merger that's taken so long to finish. Yeah, no. Yo, everything you just said is correct. Jericho basically giving a history of ROH over the next couple of months while putting credence on that belt. I, I, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down, Bakley. I dig it. But Edgar, yes, extreme yeah, rules. Buddy. Hell yeah. We got three Philly boys in the house. We got the two UW yes. pod boys. We got Cage. So let's talk oh. about, I want to talk about extreme rules. I know AW Dynamite post game show, but I want to talk extreme rules. We got five matches lined up right now. And we actually have extreme rules matches at extreme rules. Bianca no Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match. Carrie and Cross versus Drew McIntyre in a strap match. Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match. Rollins, Riddle, Stra- or, uh, Fight Pit, and Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. Sign me the fuck up. Extreme Rules matches at Extreme Rules. Gentlemen, what are you most Woo. excited for? And what should main event? Or Just talk about it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Talk about extreme rules. Nick, you roll. Keith, keep the rotation going. Yeah, buddy. Let's um, go. I'm so excited for this. I mean, in our backyard, Dan and Keith, it's just going to be something special. I think we've wanted something like this for a long time. If it's extreme rules, it doesn't have to be every match. It just has to be more than just the main event, and that's what we're getting here. I think it's legit every match, right? Except for... No, 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 it's every match. I'm looking at the card every, now. Every um, match has got something. And no yeah. stairs matches. So we got Thank a full God. fucking, we got oh, a yeah. full yeah. slate of greatness, money, money. baby. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, I'm most excited for the uh, I Quit match. I'm just I'm just loving the whole Edge and Finn Balor thing. I wasn't a big fan, still am not a big fan of uh, 
the Judgment Day. But I, I love seeing these kind of matches because when the hell are we going to see this again? Probably never. So this is going to be phenomenal. I think Ronda Rousey is the poster of Extreme Rules, the, the, the promotion poster. So I don't know what that means. That's got me intrigued. I don't know if Liv's going to you know, hold the title here or if Ronda is going to win again in Philadelphia. So I'm excited. Again, come on. Riddle and Seth, you know, second time. I could see that every, I could see it three, four, five, six, five time. I mean, every match here is, uh, it's just something you want to see. I'm stoked. I'm going to shut up. Keith, let's hear it, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I disagree with what you said. I think if you're going to have a pay-per-view that you're calling Extreme Rules, everything should be Extreme Rules, which is why the last, like, two years they've been trash. I mean, yeah. what the hell was it, two Did years ago, the, the eye for the eye match? Like, the fuck out of here. With the friggin' ping-pong ball covered in ketchup he was trying to show off. It. Like, that was some ridiculous-ass shit. And that was, like, one of the only ones that year, the horror show. Like, get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah. That was so cool. I'm all for it should always be... Every match should be that. Otherwise, why do you have a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules? It makes no sense to be like, oh, in an Extreme Rules, you and me, one-on-one -on -one in a standard match. Like, all right, well, <laughs> just do that on Raw next week. Like, just why waste the pay-per-view slot? Just do it and on then, Raw. And then, and then, Keith, you know there's going to be a DQ in one of those standard matches. Too, exactly. Less fucking sense, dude. Yeah. Um, it's tough for me to call which one I'm most stoked for. I didn't. So it's interesting that Nick was saying that he's seen like the that he's seen Ronda on the posters because I feel like a lot of the ones I've seen around, like the you know those changing billboards that are like down by the link and the the Wells Fargo and all. I see Riddle on a lot of them. Nice. So I mean, I feel confident he's going to win that one anyway. It's Fight Pit, and I feel like the whole thing they're doing with him, where like he's kind of getting more MMA and less just I'm a stoner who loves Randy Orton. Um. <laughs> so that's going to be cool. Um, I mean, I don't know how good it's going to end up being, but I'm always a sucker for a strap match. I love that old school one where it's just like, you can't go anywhere, motherfucker, and just keep yanking them back and beating the shit out of them. Um, I liked Cross a lot more early on when he was in NXT, and then as it kept going on, well, after he had the feud with Cole, when Cole just straight up pants him, was just like, you need to have this special entrance. I just get in the fucking ring, and I'm like, oh, I hate how right you are. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I think Drew will drag a good match out of him. And I, like I said, I just, I love a strap match. Uh, I think it's time for the live experiment to die. Uh, I don't want Ronda to really win it. Cause I'm not the biggest fan of hers. I don't know if that's going to get me a lot of hate. But that's what it is. But I don't, I don't think the live things really working with her walking around. Just like, well, I beat you twice. It's like, now nah, you tapped. Everybody saw it. You tapped. So you no. Um, yeah. I don't know who should hold that. Not Ronda. Give it to Shayna. Shayna's been waiting too long. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. Shayna seems so much more legit than Ronda, even though Ronda like knocks some girl out in like 15 seconds or whatever. I, if you put Shayna and Ronda in a fight, I feel I would put money on Shayna to just beat the hell out of her. Well, we that's all know going to win it. But that's because in wrestling, I've said this for like two years, maybe three years now. Shayna Baszler is NXT Shayna Baszler, and I know she could be the same woman, is everything that WWE wished Ronda Rousey could be. That's how great Shayna Absolutely. is. And yes, you're 110% right. It shouldn't go to Rousey, but if it does go to Rousey, let's hope that Shayna is the one who pulls it off of her. So, boom. Yeah. Marcus, yes. what you got, bro? I'm very excited for this pay-per-view as well, like everybody else. First off, that Isaac... Sketch guy, whatever the fuck his last name is. 
I agree. I think the fight pit will be the main event. It should be Love the main you, event. With Kane. That's gotta be Kane. Isaac, That's gotta be Kane. I'll, I'll give Isaac his props. Um, Isaac, thanks for tuning in. That's our boy, Isaac, dude. He's awesome. 19-year-old yes. kid from Michigan. Um, White rabbit. You know, you meet people online, dude. Fuck Ohio he's, State. He's No, he's a Michigan fan, dude. Um, That's why I said fuck Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a big Michigan fan. He's also a huge Wyndham Bray Wyatt guy. Fucking mm. obsessed. That's why you see Kane there. But thanks for tuning in, uh, Isaac, for sure. Marcus, what were you saying, bro? I agree with Isaac. I think the fight pit will be the main event. It's got to be the main event. And I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the last two fight pits they had on NXT to kind of understand it. It might remind me of a Lions did match with Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart, unless it's different. Uh, but what was it? Riddle and Thatcher was in the last one, or was yeah. it Ritter and Champa? That's something like that. Champa Thatcher. Champa Thatcher was the last one. The first one yeah. was. Yes. Uh, oh, I thought Riddle was in every one. I thought no, it was no, no, his no. match. I think that was the last match that he had on NXT with was the one with Thatcher. Okay, technically it's Thatcher's match. He's been in it all every time. Yeah, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it Fuck, in I Philly. But I like how they're kind of going back to how they were from 2007 to like 2011. Every match is an extreme match. It ain't like last year where only one fucking match was an extreme match. The rest was all one on one and bullshit. I like it. I mean. There's matches I would expect were going to happen here. Now, like, Bianca and Bailey ladder match, sign me up for that. I'm ready to see what happens there. Yeah. Something, uh, I might save my predictions for next week when we have our Extreme Rules prediction show. But I was hoping to see them two in a cage match, but I like a ladder match now. I think a ladder match would be better with them two. Something tells me down the road we might get Miz and Dexter Loomis. I would love to see maybe, like, Miz, like, I'm going to do a Miz Rules match where it's, I make the rules and shit. You know, Miz being typical Miz, that would be something interesting to see. Ed, I fell asleep at the end, but yeah, Edge coming back and we're getting Edge and Finn Balor in an I Quit match, which that's going to be good too. I wouldn't think that would main event, but it could be like halfway through the show. So that could be tricky. Could be a win for Finn Balor maybe if Judgment Day decides to get involved or even dipshit Mysterio gets involved, causes Edge a match. Let's see the strap match, carrying cross and Drew McIntyre, a strap match. I mean, I mean, that should be fun. But the main question is, is this strap match going to be determined by pinfall or submission, or they got to touch four corners? So they just said it's a strap match. The four corners is the uh, the Texas bull rope. That's well, they've had the four. They've had things. strap match. They've had strap matches. Eddie and JBLs. No, that was a Texas bull rope match. No. Yeah, that's, CM Punk, that's the difference. I don't CM know. Punk and Umaga's strap match from Extreme Rules 2009, I was there. You had to win by touching all four corners. All right. They they but, used to call it the Texas strap match was just touch all four corners because they had – I remember Savio Vega and Austin had that type of match and they had the to touch Caribbean all four. Caribbean strap match, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Umaga, so Umaga and Punk was a Samoan strap match. Yeah. And then uh, what else we got? Oh, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. I'm surprised this is a, uh, an I quit match or even a submission match. You know, it's extreme rules. And shout out to Liv Morgan doing that big splash off the top rope through Lacey Evans. I was that SpongeBob mean like, drop that ass on me, baby. I'm hoping that what, won't be the worst match of the all? night. I'm surprised they're letting Ronda have a title shot with everything going on with her and Adam Pierce. Her getting fined every week or getting escorted out the building and whatnot. I, I I have nothing against Liv. I don't know why everyone's fucking bashing her because of a botch 
fucking pinfall at SummerSlam and whatnot. But I, I'm still riding with Liv. I hope she, I fucking can't stand Ronda Rousey. I gave her a chance and she just can't do it. I don't know why people like her. I she can't cut it on the mic, man. She fucking sucks. I mean, her in-ring skills have kind of been scrappy too. I mean, she should just stick to fucking MMA. But if they add anything else to the card, you know, aren't we supposed to be getting Usos versus uh the fucking brute the fucking brawling brutes? Or that's gonna be on SmackDown. I think that's we already got that. We got that on SmackDown. Are we gonna get a rematch? Because we already uh, had that last week. I don't know. I didn't watch I didn't watch SmackDown that last week. Oh yeah. Was- oh, it was it was really good. And I'll give a cheap plug. You can find it in Brett from Brainbuster Boys top ten rankings. On I did watch I don't know what it might have been the recent SmackDown, my favorite moment when they fucking gave Sami Zayn the honorary U shirt. It was the same show, and it's SmackDown banged this week, dude. That now that's two awesome. shirts I want now. I want that honorary ooze shirt, and then I want their new one that says We the Ones. Sriracha just said, when you talk shit, don't hide behind your staying accounts, cowards. Dan, listen there, buddy. So I'm actually excited for Extreme Rules. Be sure to tune in. I don't know what day we're going to do it, but we've got a Extreme Rules prediction show coming next week. It'll probably be, it'll probably going to be on Thursday. October the 6th. So live stream it on our Facebook and YouTube channel. Uh, I think we're going to be looking for a guest or two. So get with Dylan. I was hoping to get Philadelphia in the house. I thought Bakley and maybe Nick was going to go to the show. It's in Philly, but we're looking at our minds set on something else. UFC or WrestleMania. Bakley, what are your thoughts on extreme rules, brother? And done. Yeah. Done. That's how I feel about Ronda Rousey. Done. Justin, what are your thoughts on Extreme Rules, brother? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what's going to happen with that match, right? We're going to have Charlotte come back, screw so Ronda out of the match, and Liv Morgan's going to win. They have unfinished business from uh, when Charlotte left. Uh, it wasn't an I quit match, and she lost to Ronda in, in that match in uh, May. And it's the perfect way to bring Charlotte back. She's going to wind up being the one who defeats uh, Liv Morgan for the title. And we haven't talked about her in a while. It's been great, but I'm sure we are. We'll be glad that she comes back because that uh, SmackDown. Well, I am because that SmackDown <laughs> needs something. It needs something right now. I'm tired of seeing Ronda Rousey all the Shana time. Shayna Baszler. Even even her, like right now, they're not going to use her. If they're not going to use Shane the way they should, yeah. just give it to Charlotte. It might, it might as well. And, you know, Liv hasn't no. been the best. I hate Ronda Rousey. Like, I, I do hate Charlotte, but I hate Ronda Rousey twice as much as I hate uh, Charlotte. I think uh, that the whole thing with Riddle and Seth Rollins is going to be great. Not a lot of people know that Riddle is it's going to be a hometown uh, fight for him. He trained at the Monster Factory in Parsboro, New Jersey, right nearby me. Bam, bam, him and, baby. Uh, yeah, him and uh, what's his name uh, trained there. I'm drawing a Lord. blank. From, from uh, of course, uh, Judgment Day. Uh, Damien Priest. Him and Priest, Damien yeah. Priest trained together there. How did you forget that, dude? <laughs> the name change. Uh, the, the Edge match is going to be uh, good with, uh, of course, Banger. Ben Balor. I think Finn Balor is going to win that match with help. 
And of course, I'm looking forward to seeing Barely win. This is a perfect way to take the belt off of uh, Bianca because she won't get pinned. Yeah, Barely can climb up the ladder with help and become the new champion. Do that again. Way to... <laughs> climb that fucking ladder. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the strap match is going to be really good, and I think it should be a way to put over Drew. I haven't been uh, uh, really invested into, of course, Cross like I wanted to be, I because he had. It, I think part of the problem was he had a lot of indie dates that he had to fulfill before he came on television, and I think they should have just waited to bring him on. They should have waited until he fulfilled them. Then he could come on and do anything four times. Not, oh, I showed up and yeah. then I was away for like a month. It, it kind of killed the momentum of his uh, uh, coming up party, coming back to old school carrying cross, not the bad get up that Vince had for him. But it's yeah. going to be a great match. Drew's going to win. And I'm excited to see maybe some other matches maybe that they put on. You got maybe. Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano, who could have a match. You got KO. Uh, like, I liked how they put, had uh, uh, Sami Zayn just beat uh, AJ Styles. But I do like the whole Judgment Day thing because it could, could turn into a really good Survivor Series match in November with different parts of like Riddle. You got AJ Styles, Edge, Rey Mysterio, all people that are intertwined with the Judgment Day. And it's a setup. I think it's a setup with all that to have a, like a big Survivor Series match, an actual five-on-five match, or maybe you have a Judgment Day added a guy onto their team to help them out. Yeah, that'd be cool for sure. Justin, what do you think about it at all? I'm Marcus super pumped for the show. Like, wait, go ahead. That was long-winded. I'm, I'm super Marcus, pumped for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, all, all I said was I said, or if they go back to a classic four-on-four Survivor Series elimination match for once. Yeah, that'd be cool too, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for the show. Happy that they finally went back to the tagline that they've always said for the show. The night where WWE goes extreme, you know, where the show is supposed to have every freaking match be a stipulation which is what it should have been it always should be not like the past couple years where it's just been this freaking nonsense where one match if not even any has been any stipulation but you know now we get a full-on show you know like i think the only match i'm not like really delving into like really into is Liv and ronda like i'm falling off live and it sucks i think that SummerSlam ending really fucked everything right off the bat it just it's still it's so hard to just forget about that because i just feel like it did so much damage right off the bat yeah that it's like i feel like there was no coming back from it and that really sucks Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we're so invested in live for it and then it just the first thing you do is this garbage finish like no way just did not work for it but other than that like even with like the the I quit match with with Edge and Finn, like I don't, I'm not invested in the Judgment Day stuff because the story, I'm not into the story at all. But I know it's going to be an awesome match because that's the one thing. At least even with Judgment Day, at least that's what we've been getting is at least some good matches out of it. Even though, even if you don't enjoy the story, you at least get a good match out of it. So it's like at least I walked away with something here. 
like strap match with Drew and Cross going to be awesome. I definitely think the fight pit is going to be the main event. Definitely think Riddle's going to end up winning. We're going to keep this going. There's I, as much as fight pit could be the ending, and Seth just wins. I think we're going to keep going. I just don't see it ending at in fight pit. I don't I don't know what it is. I think it could be the ending, but like I more see it and keep going after. Like I still think they're going hell in a cell. I think they're going to go predictable, and I think we're just going to hell in a cell. Rollins and and Riddle will just have this personal deep seated hatred for each other. They finally started making Hell in a Cell feel like it used to be. I think the two of them are going in there when it happens. I don't like probably at Saudi. I think it's going to happen at Saudi. That's where they're going to have it. Nice. But just yeah, like the, just the rest of it. Even like Bailey and Bianca. Can't wait for that. Those two have fantastic matches, and now they're doing it in a ladder match. That's going to be awesome. Plus, I like how it's kind of come full circle after, you know, Bailey gets beaten by getting slammed on a ladder. So let's have a ladder match. Damn straight. Sounds freaking awesome. So, yeah, just as a whole, other than like really the SmackDown women's title, like the entirety of the show, super pumped for it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm with you. And yeah, I'm excited for the whole show. I'm definitely excited for the SmackDown women's match, too, just because Liv and Ronda got all that, you know, over the last couple of months, they've been going at each other. Um, what I do want to ask you guys before we get out of here, because I do want to get out of here now, the White Rabbit and Bray Wyatt, or the White Bunny, I should say, sorry, and Bray Wyatt. One, do you think that we get Bray Wyatt at Extreme Rules? Do you think he shows up? Two, who do you think this surprise is going to end up being? We just make it quick. Nick, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I mean, all arrows are pointing to uh, Wyatt. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, even uh, Triple H brought it up in the Ariana, Ariel, Ariel Awani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That interview. It's got to happen. I mean, come on. What What is this all about? It's not about Cross. It's got to be all Wyatt. So, I Isaac, I hope it is for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, Keith. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to show up at Extreme Rules. I think they can get a lot more engagement out of it, um, just based on like those couple of QR codes that have happened, and like how instant on Twitter it's like Satin and it's Brian Satin and Sean Ross Sapp and all those guys just being like, "Oh, well, fucking Corbin, Kentucky, and there's this place called White Rabbit Records, and all this like all this kind of just wild ass shit to really send you down that rabbit hole. Uh-huh, see what they're doing. So I don't think it ends at Extreme Rules. Um, I think I think it has to be Wyatt because yeah. if it's not, they're in huge fucking trouble. Um it was it's a lot so of uh gotcha. somebody yeah, right. Somebody <laughs> I forget who it was, another one of the another like I think it was like Cultaholic they did a whole thing about um when punk was coming back originally and how like they never said it was punk leading in, but like it was all kind of pointing towards punk, and they were kind of just like, if it if it ends up not being CM Punk, like people are gonna fucking riot in that building. Yeah. And I think if they ever oh, set yeah. a date of just being like the White Rabbit will be revealed here, and it ends up being like, yeah. uh, you know, like Christian got out of his AEW contract and comes back, motherfuckers are gonna burn that <laughs> goddamn building to the ground, like yeah. straight up. Yeah. I don't know who I don't, and the only thing I saw that I was like, this could be an acceptable, maybe something else is that it was, if it wasn't why it was, I think the last one, someone, 
you know, because they all deep dived into shit. Like at some point, like somewhere in like the code of the last video, someone found like the first two lines to Alistair Black's old oh, theme yeah, in NXT. Yeah. yeah. And that was before he did the lot the the Instagram live being like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Like I'm just taking a break. But like I saw that and I was like, ah, it wouldn't be as cool as Wyatt, but that would that would work. I don't know that they would riot for that. They'd just be like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah, he's back sick. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, it right. has to be Wyatt if it's not, they're in trouble. Yeah, for sure. Marcus. Man, I hope it's Bray Wyatt. I've been wanting him to come back for a long time and there's a lot of skeptical of what it what it White Rabbit could be. Could it be somebody else? They're maybe saying, "Oh, it could be probably Eric Redbeard. Could it be somebody else that's worked with Bray Wyatt or worked with Karrion Cross in the past." Or even some people say it could be Bray Wyatt, maybe in a different gimmick, like not the Fiend, not the Eater of Worlds. There's a lot, and yeah, I typed all that shit up too. People ain't got to worry. It's not fucking Baron Corbin. I know it said Corbin, Kentucky. It's not Baron Corbin. Or then when they say if you type the coordinates in it pops up a fucking white rabbit somewhere in fucking Europe or some shit. I saw that on Twitter too. Yeah. It's a big pink stuffed rabbit in like the middle of an Italian countryside with its innards ripped out. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I mean, I want it to be brave. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you'll have to see it to believe it. I mean, yeah. what if we get swerved again? Remember they were saying they showed the date nine twenty three, or people thought it was a time on SmackDown. And when nine twenty three PM came, nothing happened. I mean, what if nothing does happen? I don't. I don't. He could not show up at all. He could show up in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. I don't know. I, I'm waiting to see what happens, and I don't think it's bad, buddy. I hate when people fucking say that too. <laughs> it's not that fruitcake, no. I love bad bunny, Bigly. <laughs> it's, it's negative one. No, I'm just kidding. Shut the oh, fuck up! No, oh no! <laughs> I, I I had to say that, but no, no. I think it's definitely Bray Wyatt. I think he comes back at Survivor Series. I think a lot of things like that happen at Survivor Series. Survivor Series is known for guys either coming back or debut, and uh, it gives you a little bit a while to wait. I don't think it happens at Extreme Rules. That's it. What's up? Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I wasn't expecting that. Justin? Swerved. <laughs> no, I am. Uh... Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord. I definitely think it's why. It's, it's got to be why. <laughs> With all this excitement right now, like, everyone is so freaking excited for it to be Bray. And it's just all the, all the clues just point to Bray. Yeah. Like, there was one, like, before Edge showed up on Raw... There was all those threads that said it was Edge, possibly, and I was like, "Oh no, for all for God's sake, do not be Edge." Yeah. Because if if Edge had come out and we had found out this, I I would have just freaking been pissed. Like, just Edge does not need to keep having these extravagant, over the top returns like this all the time. Like, like, this just screams Bray Wyatt, and I hope they don't end it. Extreme rules. Keep it going because everybody wants it so bad. Keep them wanting more at this point. Like when he comes back, my God, it's going to be nuts. Nuts. And Isaac brings up a good point. Triple H said it will not be someone who you have thought about and someone not on your radar. We've thought about Bray Wyatt. We've thought about The Fiend. But what if he just comes back as Wyndham? No one ever has considered that. Husky so. Harris. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Lars that'd be a nice twist there. But gentlemen, we're over 12 o'clock on the East Coast. I know that I want to get you guys out of here. Do you have anything else you want to hit on before we go, or are you ready to roll? Let's roll, baby. We good. Man. We good, baby. What do you got? You got something at least. No, we're good. Good. Revolution? No? No. No. Okay. No. Well, we're good, guys. Thank you guys all so much for joining me. Seriously. It's been a blast. We hit AEW Dynamite way harder than I thought we would. Definitely cheers to that. I've had a blast talking to you guys. A little bit of Extreme Rules. I definitely am going to do an Extreme Rules preview show. I know World Elite Podcast is going to do an Extreme Rules preview show. I know Cage My IQ is going to want to do a World Elite uh, or a world elite <laughs> and extreme <My> rules <laughs> preview show. So we're all going to definitely get down on some WWE extreme rules um, preview shows before we go. Everyone, where can we find you? Nick? Yes, sir. You can find Keith and I at the UW pod. That is uh, on Twitter at the UW pod and Instagram at UW podcast. And we got a fancy website, uwpod.com. Check us out, baby. Davey Richards. Woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything he said. <laughs> Marcus? There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's, in. It's, a, it's okay. Check your comments. Comments? I don't oh have comments. I don't know about comments. I don't, Marcus, see, I don't, I don't see anything. Marcus, where can the people find you? I mean, I I posted it. You can find me on Twitter at MarcusElite337, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at WorldElitePod. I I wanted the comment to pop up. That way I I didn't have to say nothing. (laughs) I missed it. I don't see it yet. It it didn't pop up. Nope. No comment pulled up. I would have pulled your comment up. Trust me. I was hoping I said it just in time. I already already said it. I already said it. Vaguely, where can the people find you? you? You can find me on Twitter at Cage IQ. You can find me on YouTube at Cage My IQ. Marcel on uh, Twitch and on Instagram at Cage My IQ. The real question is: Are are you on OnlyFans? Not yet. You let Some me know when you get on OnlyFans. <laughs> Definitely would pay. Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at JustTime211, In Time Wrestling Podcast. Find it where you can find it. Give it a listen. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. If you don't, it's fine oh, by me. And he's oh, not on Facebook, right. people. I ain't know you're all right. <laughs> Only on Twitter. And if you don't enjoy the In Time Wrestling Podcast, you can definitely yeah, fuck off by all of us for sure because Justin is the best and Jeremy is great. And we finally have our favorite Swerve in Our Glory match as we have discussed last week. But, <laughs> gentlemen, to everyone in the comments, especially Matt Ritter, thank you so much for tuning in. Jarrett Reynolds, Maddie. Isaac, Devin, Dylan, thank you guys for tuning in so much. Greatly appreciate it to you guys, the Universal See, Wrestling Podcast, <laughs> Cage Mag, World Elite <laughs> Podcast, and the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Check out all of their content. They're fucking fantastic. You can find this show, the Wrestling Index Podcast, right here, Flair Slapper Sports YouTube, FlairSlapperSports.com, all major audio platforms, and the Visionaries Global Media Network. Guys, thank you again to all who will listen on audio. Thank you. 
Can't wait to do it again. Devin, thank you for joining. Brocast in the house as we dip in. What's up? Yes. It's the future. The Boys. ones, baby. <laughs> Love you all. We out. There you go. Peace.